It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino at chumbacasino.com. Choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. VGW Void were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Welcome to Northwest Prime, bringing Seattle to the world and the world to Seattle. I'm your host, Lori Ness, a soldier on the front line of the mainstream. You can listen to this and other shows at northwestprime.com, and be sure to stay with Seattle Wave Radio 24-7, 365, for more great music and interviews. We're starting a movement of kindness, and we want you to join us. Let's get this show started. Well, we're up really bright and early this morning in Seattle. We are here at Ghost Alley Espresso and Pike Place Market. So I wanted to do um, a show directly from Pike Place Market when the market was waking up, because it's a very special time to be at Pike Place Market when things like that are going on. And today's one of those days. And what we've done is we brought in a lot of the artists, the, the local artists and crafters in the area, and we're going to introduce you to those today. And we're also going to give you some local tips that maybe all the locals know and that when you come to Pike Place Market that you'll be able to pick up on those tips as well. So we're just going to jump right in there with Kat. And Kat has a, a, a business called Symbols and Art. And I actually own some of your pieces of product. And I want to introduce everybody to Kat. So when you come down to Pike Place Market, this is one of the vendors that you can look for and see, and you can she has a website, and you can follow her on the web as well. We're going to talk about her experience at the market. You're going to be hearing that we're in an actual working business um, as the market goes on, so people are up and down the street, and they're buying coffee, and they're starting their day, and that's the way it looks when, when the market's waking up. So thanks, Kat, for coming on. Hi. Thank you so much, Lori, for having us. This is a... This is an incredible experience. I just wanted to say hello to everyone. We want to welcome you to Pike Place Market whenever you come down. Um, I uh, am have been here at the market for 10 years. Just want to say a little bit about ourselves. My husband Jeff and I uh, have been creating our art for about 20 years. I used to manage a small software company, and my husband was a customs broker in freight forwarding. And about 20-some-odd years ago, uh, he just kind of came to the end of himself. And what came of it was the fact that you were now artists, and we create what we call symbols in art. They're just little art tiles that reflect uh, different uh, cultures and philosophies in the world. Uh, At our table, we've got Christian, Jewish, Buddhist, Islamic, and Hindu images. And I love to set up at the very north end of the market. It's called the North End Pergola. I set up on what we call the circle. And uh, that pergola has a bright neon sign that says Pike Place Market on it. And when visitors come by, they'll look at me and they'll say, is this the end of the market? And I say, you know what, I've always thought of it as the beginning of the market. So welcome. And... uh, We just see so many people every single day. Um, 
I've just gotten distracted by uh, the the dogs walking up uh, walking up the sidewalk here. Um, let's see, what else can I say about myself? Well, how how long have you been down there? Well, I've been at the market right here. I've been at yeah, I've been at the market for ten years. Uh, my husband was born in uh, Istanbul, in Turkey, and uh, I'm from Hawaii. And we moved here 25 years ago and really just would come to the market maybe once a year. And then when we started to create our own art, we started with art festivals and uh, farmers markets in the area. And after doing that for about 10 years, uh, applied here at the market and went through the application and jurying process. Um, everyone uh, of us is artists and professional craftspeople have to apply to the PDA, the governing body of the market, and uh, they jury you in based on the quality and work and the, um, the fact that you do have to hand make it. When you walk into the market, that craft line, everyone you see there makes what is on their table. And so we did that, and, and they welcomed us in, and we've been uh, setting up here ever since. It was as if I came home. Uh, the market community uh, has been a wonderful place for our business. Uh, we are able to see so many people uh, every single year that, that come through time and time again. Um, they bring their friends and family. Uh, I, I try very hard to set up in the same place, which is very difficult because the chaos of our uh, system is that it's based on seniority. You come in in the morning and you uh, choose your spot based on seniority. And that's why I like to go all the way out. I'm overlooking Elliott Bay and uh, set up my table. And uh, our studio is in our home. Uh, we live in, in Maple Valley, Washington, about an hour out of Seattle. And uh, we just have a dugout basement, and that's where our studio is. And uh, the most unique thing about our work uh is that we do all of these pieces, um, the Islamic work, it's all hand-copied calligraphy by my husband, um, the Hindu pieces, uh, we did an om for many years, and now we do a, a Gayatri mantra, and I'll have the Hindu families come up, and the children will start to say their Gayatri mantra, and I sing along with them. Um, the uh, Muslim families will come by and they'll look at the Islamic work and we're able to talk about uh, the pieces that I have on the table. Same with the Christian pieces. Um, we just really have a, a, a really unique uh, product that encompasses the essence of both the East and the West. And um, that's what we present at our table every single day. What brought you down to the market, Kat? Why, why did you want to <clears throat> take your business and bring it down here? Well, to tell you the truth, I wanted to stop having to carry around a 10 by 10 tent up and down the I-5 corridor. And uh, to have one place where I could come and set up, that's what the market affords us, is that, you know, it may only be a four-foot uh, space that we get, but it's open 362 days a year. And cold, 32 degrees, it just doesn't matter. We can come down and set up our business. 
um, the farmers markets and arts festivals uh, around town and up and down I-5. You know, it's very um, seasonal, but the market is open all year, and that was what um, Jeff and I were really looking for. We didn't want to commit to a, a brick-and-mortar shop, but what we were able to do here at the market is set up our business every single day if we wanted to and always have some sort of foot traffic, even in the dead of winter. Um, people are still drawn to the market. Um, we love the local people will come down and support us. Um, I have customers that have come back year after year. Um, they bring their friends and family in the summer, and they come, and, and they come in the winter. And sometimes, really, it's just as they come out of their offices in Seattle and walk down to the market and their lunch. So what brought us to the market, Lori, really, is the fact that it would give us one place a consistent area to, to set up our business and the, um, the strength of the market community and the support of the local people. Well, I absolutely love it down here, and I can see why you would absolutely love it down here, too. What would you, if, if, if you were going to give one tip to somebody coming to the market, Kat, what, what would you tell people? What would be your, your insider tip you'd pass on? Well, first thing would be just to um, give yourself some time and start at one end of the market and then just wander through knowing, first of all, with the, with the craft community, knowing that every single person uh, on that craft line has to make their own, their own work. Um, so that's just that insight alone brings you a whole new appreciation of the market and the people that are standing behind the table. Um, then to give yourself, again, the time to wander through the nooks and crannies of the market. It, it will take a few visits. But if you're just coming for one, uh, just for one time at the market, um, start at the end, come through. Uh, don't be overwhelmed. There's a lot, lot coming at you. Uh, stop, have a, a great coffee, have a pastry, and... Uh, you know, we all know where the gum wall is. Um, that seems to be the top question of the market these days is where's the gum wall and where they throw the fish. But to remember that there's so much more in between uh, as far as what the market can offer you. Um, the produce, and again, I, I do put emphasis on, on the craft line because that, that is where my heart is, um, just to let people know that, that uh, we are all – micro-businesses, we can't even call ourselves small businesses, but micro-businesses, um, putting our kids through school, um, paying our mortgages, and going home at night and uh, making the art and crafts that we then display on our tables each day. Well, and we had a little um, scavenger hunt. We sent some people through to find you, and I was so glad that they did find you, and they, they took a picture of you and with them, and they had that made their market experience so much fun that they were able to meet you and, got, and get to know you and, and see your art. So Kat's website is symbolandart.com. Uh-huh. You can find us uh, on Twitter. You can follow us on Twitter uh, at silken underscore path. 
took and passed. Well, why isn't it symbols in art? Well, because we're changing our name <laughs> to Silk and Pass. So it's a little disjointed, but you can follow us on Twitter at Silk and Pass. Uh, on, on, on Facebook, we're still Symbols in Art, and our website is Symbols in Art. And uh, the best thing, really, is to make contact with people so that when you do come back to the market, um, they're familiar faces for you. And I did enjoy um, that, that meetup the other day for that shout-out on Twitter. I appreciated that very much. Thanks, Lori. Well, that's where I live is on Twitter most of the time. All right, Kat, well, thanks for coming on. And in between um, introducing you to everybody working down here at the market, we're going to play local music as well. So I'm going to play right now. I'm going to play Eternal Fair, Andrew Bates, Static Youth. And we're going to bring in someone else, and we're going to get their experience from the market. So thanks, Kat, for coming on. And we will be back with you in just a moment. Thank you. 
Forgotten in our memories As carefully as you may please We'll hang them one by one For us to Prior to that, I was selling. 
I was doing shows, but this uh, this market gives the consistency and a location that really makes it possible to succeed as an artist. Um, a friend of mine was working as an agent here, and she uh, convinced me to apply. I came down, and the more I learned, the more pleased I was, and the more uh, I wanted to find myself involved. And here I am. And we're happy that you are. What would you tell people who haven't been to the market before? How how would you describe it to them, and and what advice would you give to somebody coming to the market? Um, I think uh, the first thing you need to appreciate is just how unique the products really are. Um, when you walk through the market, it's easy to to kind of not look closely to assume that the products people are selling are similar products you see other places. That just isn't true. Uh, they do an amazing job of screening the vendors here. They actually inspect your studio. You have to prove you're the one making it. Uh, the, uh, the motto, meet the maker, is really true here. Uh, more often than not, when you go to the stand, you actually are going to be meeting the person who created the product. These are you know, individual pieces. People do it with their heart and their love. And, uh, that's an amazing thing about this market. And it's important to, to appreciate that when you walk through and also to appreciate that these are businesses. You know, these are not um, hobbyists. People here are not um, – you know, it's, it's easy to, to mistake what's going on here for something else. And, in fact, what it really is is kind of a microcosm of artistic businesses. And that's a, that's a neat and individual thing that needs to be appreciated, I think, by people walking through. Do you have any cool stories of anything – happening down here at the market? Just uh, weird people or interesting people or have you seen celebrities? Uh, I see a few celebrities. Um, I actually find that, that uh, my favorite interactions with customers are almost inevitably uh, people from overseas that have, you know, interesting um, like cultural differences that I, I find unexpected. Uh, I had a, 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 a kind of a young Japanese girl by a clock from me a few days ago. And then she and every girl in her, her little group of people that were traveling insisted on being photographed with me as part of the purchase. Like, it was very important to them to document, like, who they had bought this from, which I thought was really sweet and really nice. And uh, I had a little kid once uh, who had been with his parents at my stand. This is perhaps my single favorite moment at the market, actually, with a customer little kid who was just big enough to kind of peer over the edge of the, the table at my box, and he uh, was looking at my work, looking at my work, and I was talking to his parents. His parents walked off, and he kind of followed him, and he got maybe 15 feet away, and all of a sudden he turns and comes running back to my stand and hands me a penny. And I'm like, oh, thank you. And he goes, this is for doing such cool stuff. It was just so That's sweet awesome. and so wonderful. Aww. And uh, I actually had a friend of mine here at the market who makes uh, who makes bracelets. Put the penny into a bracelet. So it's kind of a good luck charm I carry. Well, it's almost like you know how people frame the first dollar, but you know that's like yeah, that's really sweet. Kids are sweet. I feel like that's just a charm little moment. And of mm -hmm. course, uh, you, know, you get to see an amazing variety of dogs come by and people walk through. I mean, as a vendor here, it's, it's a fascinating place to watch people. Yeah, it's definitely a people-watching mecca. You know, it's a really, really great place to people-watch. Mm -hmm. What is your tip that you give your friends coming to Seattle that that would be kind of like an insider tip about the market? 
where to go, what to eat, what to see. Um, uh, I would, I definitely, you know, you name your specific friends, of course, to visit. But uh, you know, one thing I always tell them is, is yeah, to, to check each stand and really pay attention to the people, pay attention to the products and people that are there. And regarding this food, there is just an amazing variety of food from, you know, the superb ghost espressos through, you know, the wonderful food up and down the, the Pike Slice area. Um, and I, I suggest they avoid the, you know, what's listed in, like, the local guides and try to, to try some of the smaller places. Because really, you know, the key, the key, I think, to the character here is the number of little hidden locations and little hidden spots where you can go and just find something unique and unusual that you can't find somewhere else. Well, I completely agree, and I really like to get down here early. Um, if, if you can get down here around seven o'clock, everything's kind of starting to open up. The flowers are being delivered. Mm-hmm. There's not a lot of people down here. Um, a lot of the locals are milling around. You guys are getting ready to set up. It's just a really a magic to the market that's going on at that time. And here's my tip: if you can get here at least before eleven, when the cruise ships show up. <laughs> After the cruise ships show up, they just let off thousands of people, which is great for the market. But if you're looking for an insider tip, get here before them, um, then you can leave by that time. <laughs> so um, what is your website, Leo? Um, www.lampcycle.com. Lamp Cycle is my business name, uh, which, of course, goes back to my original business or uh, my original Lamp making out of bicycle parts, and I do recycle for various bike shops and for the city. So everything I do is from uh, parts that have actually seen use. And people can find you on Facebook as well. You're on Facebook. Yep, I do. I have on... a Facebook site under Lamp Cycle. I have a website under Lamp Cycle. Um, I've been using that name now for six years. So this is Leo. He started out as a mechanical engineer and decided to take his, his small business all the way down to the market and streaming out to you today. So we definitely support small business, and small business is alive and well down here at the market. And thank you for the opportunity to talk with you today. No, I, I, the, the, the pleasure is all mine, Leo. Thanks for coming on. My pleasure. Thank you. All right, so that was Leo. Please, please check him out at LampCycle.com, and then you can also see him on uh, Facebook. And if you're down at the market, find Leo. He's really easy to find. You'll be able to see his product and say hi. He's just an amazingly nice nice guy. And all the vendors are like that down here. Um, these are working artists, and they love to talk about their, their art. So engage them and buy from them and take your picture with them, just, just like those uh, uh, tourists from Japan did, and it will just enhance your experience. This is Ben Union, again, a a local musician here in Seattle, and this is his song, Maybe.
right up to you Took your hand so tenderly Told you to come dance with me Blood surging through my veins Simply so excited you Nearly took my breath away before he left and you know his whole goal was to escape the cubicle and I mean don't we all have that dream to, to escape the cubicle so help Leo stay out of the cubicle and go to lampcycle.com and look at his art and help Leo stay out of the cubicle and let's all try to stay out of that cubicle but thanks Dan for coming on and we want to hear all about your business and your market experience hey thanks for having me I really appreciate it How long have you been down at the market, Dan? This is my 10th year in the market. Wow, 10 years. You're, you're like a professional down here. <laughs> I would hope You've been so. here a long time. I would hope so, yeah. Um, I consider myself a professional. This is the longest standing job that I've ever held, which I'm pretty proud of. Well, um, tell everybody what you do because it's really remarkable. I'm, I'm sorry, pardon me? Um, want to tell everybody exactly what you do with, with your business? Oh, well, absolutely. Pardon me. <laughs> I, I consider myself a cartoonist. I've been hand-drawing custom designs onto trucker baseball caps for 10 years. I've drawn almost 14,000 hats, and I actually use markers unlike a traditional airbrush. I kind of go at it at a different angle angle so that I can get more detail onto the caps. They seem to be pretty popular. I've seen them all over. Um, concerts I've been to, different cities. I see them all over Seattle. I've even found them on TV and online on different videos. It's, it's pretty interesting. 
And then you said something that you waterproof them or something? Oh, absolutely, yeah. Selling them here and having them travel all over the world, I had to come up with a solution to making them last in different environments, especially here in the Northwest. So after several hundred dollars of uh, testing products, I'm up with a few products. I use three different products. It's a 24-hour process, but they have to all get clear-coated and waterproof, which is really helpful. Absolutely. What, what does your average um, buyer look like, or, or, does it, or does it have a look? Uh, good question, good question. I would say my average buyer would probably be uh, somewhere in the teenage range, probably – I don't know, 12 to 18, although I sell hats to everybody. I think because of the content and the style that I draw, it really attracts people. I, I have um, smaller size hats, so I can provide hats to really young crowd, which parents dig, and they like that, as well as I think some of the subject content really hits with some of the adult crowd, too, a lot of pop culture stuff but also uh, I can customize your design specifically to your ideas, which I think people are very interested in. Do you have a website that, that people can go and, and see some of your work? You know, I've, um, I've kind of come into a problem with that. I would love to have a website, although because all my designs are reproduced or uh, hand-drawn and not reproduced, I don't really have a point-and-click sort of system. So right now, currently, I'm just on Facebook. I have a URL. It's 1976. It's just art. All you have to do is log on to Facebook and click that in. If you're not a part of Facebook, it's quite all right, facebook.com forward slash 1976. It's just art. Well, and I, and I have to tell you, Dan showed me pictures of his art this morning. It's absolutely, it will blow your mind. He's going to send some to me. I'm going to put them up on our website, northwestcrime.com, and you'll be able to see. But he is absolutely an artist in every sense of the word. These these hats, I can see why they're on people all over the country, and you're seeing them on TV. And they're, it's, it's really a great work of art representing kind of the um, – the, uh, uh, flavor and the tempo of what's going on in Seattle right now. You know, it's really hip and uh, and uh, original. And that's kind of how Seattleites kind of see themselves, as hip and original. Oh, absolutely. Uh, hip and original is, is how to live. And if you like living like that, uh, one of my hats would definitely be a good addition to your repertoire. All the hats are individually numbered, which is kind of cool. I've done almost 14,000 hats to date, so it's neat to see people wearing them and ask them what number they have and kind of reflect back on those designs. Yeah, I bet. Yeah, it makes each one of them special. What brought you down to the market, Dan? Oh, good question. Well, I have always wanted to sell my art for a living. That's been my drive since I was very, very young. And without any formal degree and any sort of actual direction in mind, uh, I've just always created art, continued to pursue living, somehow creating anything I can do freelance. I've done just a whole slew of different styles of, of art. I did see an opportunity to sell art here at the market, and oddly enough, the market itself 
not to saturate itself with too much of the same product, kind of has these small subcategories. And one of uh, the subcategories of art was totally full, so they weren't letting in any new artists. I was able to sneak in uh, shortly after a gentleman retired selling original art on fabric. Uh, the market offered that title to me. I took it. But without really knowing what I was going to do, I did a little bit of T-shirts at first and then decided to draw on some hats, and they just really took off. So um, I think the opportunity of being able to sell my hand-drawn art uh, really attracted me to the market itself. Well, what tip would you give somebody who has maybe not been to the market for a long time or has never been in the market and is thinking about coming? Well, what, what would you tell somebody who's, who wants to experience the market at its best? You mean as um, someone visiting the market? Um, I would say if you're going to visit the market, be prepared for a lot of people. The market's very, uh, you know, there's a lot of people down here. A lot, it's quite an attraction. But Try to take your time and keep in mind that almost everyone you see here at the market hand makes their product. That's one of the requirements of being in the market is that you have to, as a business owner, hand make your products. Of course, a lot of these business owners down here, uh, aka artists, have uh, agents that work for them and sell their products on a regular basis so they can stay home and create or in their art studio and keep, keep that ball rolling. But as you walk around, I would say keep in mind that these are the people that make what you're looking at. And these people, everyone here works really hard and are very passionate about what they do. I completely agree with that because you are working artists and artists love their work and they're very passionate about that work and it's displayed beautifully here for, for people to see. And it's it's not a flea market. It's not a barter fair. It's nothing like that. This is a collective group of artists from all over uh, the Seattle area and even the Northwest that, that come so that we don't have to drive to all of these various towns looking for product. Um, it's right here all under one roof, so so to speak. You know, it makes it very convenient and easy and, and fun. And I, I think you're right. You have to give yourself some time and then just kind of uh, – melt into the whole experience and enjoy yourself. Oh, absolutely. I mean, with uh, not only the artwork, but the music, the food, I mean, everything about the market is, is such an experience. And one thing that I've learned after being in the art world for, for quite some time is that the market itself is quite um, an achievement. You don't know how many artists I know that that really um, are very envious that I have a business here at the market. The market is such a hub of artists that I know a lot of artists that wish they could be in here. So on that note, the market itself is quite, you know, the best of the best. You get, you know, just the best photographers. You get some of the best uh, painters and uh, it just glass blowers, I mean, et cetera, et cetera, jewelers. But these are the, the, the best of the best of these people of um, of their trade. Okay. 
Absolutely. Absolutely. And like you said, it's a great place to people watch. There's so much going on all the time. And but we are live right now um, down at the market. So you're hearing all of the noises that go on with the market. It's just a living community of people. Is somebody walking down right now? And, you know, they're all yelling and people are stressed right now. We're looking at the dumb wall, the famous dumb wall right now, and they're stressed taking their picture. And before the dance tonight at 8 o'clock in the morning, I don't even know what time it is. But uh, and, and they're already out here. They have their coffee and they're taking pictures in front of the gum wall. And, you know, they're just people watching their dog and talking. In the morning, I think it's a great time to be down here. Absolutely. Absolutely. So, um, Dan, why don't you give everybody your uh, Facebook one more time so they can find you? I would love to. Thank you very much. Um, my title on Facebook is The Year 1976. It's just art. That's all one title. 1976. It's just art. And if you're not, uh, if you just avoid social media altogether, you can simply put in facebook.com forward slash and then my business title. Perfect. So 1976 was a good year. I actually remember that year. Were you like born that year or something? Yes, I figured. Oh my gosh, the whole world just gets younger all the time. Well, I was like, how old do I really want to say I was? Do I want to lie about how old I was? Or I was like at 12, I guess. Sure. I mean, everybody else can do the math. All right. All right, Dan, thanks for coming on. I really appreciate it. 1976, it's just art. Check Dan out and support him. Come down to the market and say hi to Dan. He's a really nice guy. He's a cute guy. You'll really enjoy seeing him. And he's extremely talented. So um, come down and find Dan. Take a picture. Tweet it to us, and we'll put it up on our Facebook page. Thank you, Dan. You're very welcome, and I want to thank everyone out there for supporting the Pipe Place Market and all the artists that worked so hard to be here. Thank you. Thanks, Dan. Yeah, over 10 million people come to the market every year, and um, again, if if you're not into crowds, although this is a great place to come to people watch, as we were just talking to with Dan, um, it's a great place to come grab a coffee, sit down, and, and people watch, but but if you're not into crowds, you can come down here. If you get here before 11 when the cruise ships let off, it's, it's a great time. It's not even busy right now. I'm looking out the window right now. I mean, you know, just everyone just strolling and just having a great time. You would never know that 10 million people come through this place. Everyone's just having a great time. This is probably all a lot of locals out here right now who, who know to come down early. I'm going to go ahead and play Caitlin Logan, River in the Rain. Caitlin Logan is a local musician here in Seattle. Her father's been stationed in Afghanistan. He listens to us on Armed Forces Radio. And so this is Caitlin Logan, River in the Rain, and I'll be right back. Thank you. 
Brogan again. She is a singer-songwriter here in Seattle. That was her River and the Rain. And the great thing about Caitlin is not only is she super talented, um, but like I said, her father um, serves in the military. He listens to us on the Seattle Way Radio and on Forces Radio trying to hear his daughter's music as he serves overseas. So I would certainly appreciate his service and all the other uh, uh, military members uh, at home and abroad serving. Our next guest is Kim Strang, and she has a website called I'm Strang, S-T-R-A-N-G dot com. And Kim's going to tell us about her business. Hi, Kim. Thanks for coming on. Hi, Lori. So um, why don't you tell us about your business, how long you've been down at the market, and um, uh, what brought you to the market? All all those three things. (laughs) Okay. um, I am a fashion designer. And mostly I knit. I work on vintage manual knitting machines, like big knitting looms, and I make everything you can have knitted. I started off making socks as seam stockings, and I kind of um, progressed as the years have gone on. I've been in the market four years, and now I make a full collection two or three times a year, dresses, sweaters, tank tops, cardigans, Summertime, I'll knit with lighter linens and cottons, and then in the winter, I'll work a lot more with wool and silks. And, yeah, I've been knitting for 10 years professionally. Like I said, I started in the market four years ago. But what brought me to the market is I worked here as a sales agent for other artists for two years before that. I sold for jewelers and um, a woodworker, and it really gave me a great insight to what the market is and it made me realize that that's where I wanted to sell my work. I've always been interested in fashion designing. Well, was it hard to get in what, once you made that decision that you wanted to be at the market? Was it Did it take, is there a waiting list, or how did that work? So once a year, they screen in new vendors down here, and you have to be interviewed. So around um, August, September time, you submit photos and the application form, and then the market will interview you based on um, they pick their vendors based on how many other vendors do the same thing. Like I think they're, we were saturated in jewelers right now, but there was only two other knitters when I started. So you interview, you bring your products, and you talk about the technique of how you make your work. And then a year later, what followed that was a studio inspection where one of the market masters actually came to my space and watched me knit just to make sure that everything is handmade by me, make sure I have the equipment and the ability to make these, and I'm I'm a handmade true artist. And so, yeah, so there is a bit of a waiting list, but they do screen in artists once a year, and usually um, the more unique the product, that's what they're looking for, high quality, handmade locally, and unique. Well, so they they have their own quality control system in place just to guarantee that everything is handmade and local, local to you know this this degree being um, and and then um, uh, able to be, not not be mass produced and that the artist is actually there and making it. Yeah, yeah, That's yeah. Cool. It's definitely a high quality control. They want this to be a great market, and it is a great market. So you come and you see quality and you see beautiful hand craftsmanship when you come down here. Wow. Now, do you have any crazy stories about people down at the market, or have you seen anything weird or crazy or cool? Or um, is it, be some, you guys got to have stories down here. You pretty much will see anything at the market. You'll see the same local faces, the same local peculiar faces every day. 
and you'll see some celebrities occasionally. And one time, a woman came to my table, and she had a duck wrapped in a towel under her arm. And she just chatted like it was the most natural thing. And I think she was on a first date because the guy next to her was a little unsure about the duck. Um, you see people who want to want commissions a lot. I get a lot of customers who will come down and like my work, and but they'll ask me for some really unusual commissions. And you definitely, working in the market, you're open to anyone stopping by your table and talking to you. And most of the time, it's absolutely fantastic. I mean, you're, I will sit there for eight hours a day, and we love these interactions. Sometimes it's really peculiar, and you just want to, like, you know, put your head down, pick up a magazine, and just not look. But most of the time, if you come off my table and you're carrying a duck, I will probably talk to you. Yeah, we get some great people down here. <laughs> that is classic. I love that. Um a lady carrying a deck. That is exactly the kind of stuff that goes on at the market. You can't make that stuff up. That's fantastic. That is fantastic. I, I, I love to hear stuff like that. Um, because you, you do, you get, it's the best place to people watch in the whole wide world. And if you're lucky, you'll get to come down and see somebody carrying a deck. That's, that's just amazing. So you do have a website, imstring.com. Are you on Facebook or is it, or you're, it just send everybody to your website? I am on Facebook. You can meet me there. But most of my social media is done through Instagram. So you can follow me at Strang Kim, S-T-R-A-N-G-K-I-M. And I, every time I'm in my studio, I will post photos of what I'm working on, um, just my daily life. And then down to the market, we get lots of interesting photo opportunities down here. So follow me on Instagram if you want to follow my social media. And the next time somebody shows up with a duck, you got to take a picture. You have to put that on. That's just I will put that on Instagram. <laughs> that is just – I would love to see somebody with a duck. That would be, be awesome. <laughs> In fact, can you imagine how that first date went, you know, it's like, if you just up with a duck, I think I just know something. Right? Was there a second date? I don't know. <laughs> I mean, it's either make or break. On that <laughs> you know, you're going to be able to weed the guy out immediately. Either you're like, he's a keeper or you're never going to hear from him again. That's just amazing. What's your favorite thing to do down here at the market? My favorite thing to do at the market here is eat. We have the best food. Yeah, I mean, most of the time I will bring my lunch, but it's always made with produce I buy down here. But at lunchtime, if you haven't bought your lunch, your choices are unlimited. So, yeah, definitely eat. We have some great places here. Yeah, definitely. In fact, I have my French um, croissant sitting right next to me that's loaded with chocolate that I'm going to eat <laughs> on our next break. Because for you to just go from place to place to place to place, there's just so many great things. And, and I, I want to say that here at the uh, at the Ghost Alley Expresso where we're at, it uh, she has muffins and she has great coffee and there's all kinds of things. Cliff bars for for the healthy people. I should be eating the cliff bar and I should not be eating the chocolate loaded croissant. But I'm at the market and so I don't, I don't think calories count at the market. I don't think they do. I don't think they no. do. I, I, I think they're free. Normally I do eat a cliff bar though, but, but yeah, <laughs> free calories at the market. So is, is there a tip that you give your friends when if, if people come in from out of town or they're going to come down to the market, is there some type of insider thing that, that, that you pass on, like make sure you go here or make sure you do this or don't do this or something like that? Um, what I would say is just be aware that when you are on at the market, most of the people you're talking to, whether it's a farmer, whether it's a craft person, that person made what they're selling. So just respect that. 
I mean, if you love it, come talk. Come talk to the artist. If you don't like it so much, it's okay. There's 250 vendors. Go find something you like and go talk to that artist and tell them your story, where you're from, why you're here. Um, that's what we love. We love the interactions. Um, we don't really love people mocking our work. <laughs> but um, if you don't like it, move on. Find something you like and something you love. There's a lot to see down here. There's something for everybody. I go back to what our mother said. You don't have anything nice to say. Don't say anything at all. Just move on and find something you do like. You know, we don't need this. Nobody needs to hear the negativity. We already got it. You know, just to say something nice because there's because it's great work. Everybody down here is doing. I can't do it. I I can't do any of those things that are down there. So I cannot criticize anybody about anything because I can't do anything. But I do have a little radio show that people listen to, and so I can get the word out. So that's my little contribution to the cause, but I certainly don't have any artistic ability whatsoever. So Kim's website, I want to give that to you again, imstrang, S-T-R-A-N-T.com. And we certainly appreciate Kim uh, stopping in because it's going to be roll call pretty soon, and they have to go down. Can you explain roll call for everybody one more time, just just so they get a, a good idea of what goes on? Yeah, so different artists show up every day, which is why we need roll call every day. And it's based on seniority. The longer you've been here, the sooner you got to pick your tables. So I'm number 174 out of around 250. So I get to pick the spaces that are left, and that is okay. I'll just I'll usually pick one next to my buddy, so we have a good day. And yeah, it usually takes about 15 minutes. You get your name called out. You pick your table. We have the whole market to choose from. And farmers set up first. All the flowers you see when you're down here, they'll be set up around 8, and then we pick the spaces that they don't take. So if you've been here 40 years, you are setting up without any trouble. You've been here 40 years like me. You just wait, and you see what's available. That is amazing. That is absolutely amazing. You know, talk about small business at work. I mean, you guys are really working down there. You have to tear up, and, you know, every day you got to tear down, set up every single day and uh, leave and then come back and do the whole thing over the next day. Yep, that's that's what makes it a great market. It's a different market every single day you come down. And I, and I definitely wanted to tell people, too, that you might not be in the same spot that they saw you in the day before then, and, and that's why, right? That's exactly why, yeah. Um, I only come two or three days a week, so you have to, if you like my work, talk to me, take a card, because different people come every day, different spaces are available to us. So, yeah, if you like something, find out when the artist is going to be there, and if you take a card, because if you can't find them, you can call them, and they will tell you exactly where they are. Yeah, and another thing is that uh, I've heard people say that, oh, the artist isn't there anymore, and it's because they've looked for them in that exact same spot, and they're just not aware that they have to move every every day. They're in a different spot. So they, they could be in one spot one day, and they could be on the total opposite side, you know, the, the next time that the people come down and see them or something like that. And it's not that they haven't gone away. They're just uh, in a different spot because you have to be. You're not guaranteed that spot. <laughs> Yep, exactly. And you can ask other artists. You say, I was looking for a knitwear designer, and they were here yesterday. The artists will probably know the area that we are in. So just don't be afraid to ask. We're all normal people. So if you don't see us where you saw us yesterday, ask someone, and they will point you in the right direction. Perfect. 
perfect. Thank you, Kim. I really appreciate you taking the time to come down here today and explain kind of how the market works and, and your take on the market and, and what you do. It's really beneficial for people to be able to get down here and see. And, and, and you can see Kim is such a nice person. She's a regular person like me and you, and she wants to talk to you. She wants to meet you when you come down to the market. And so th these are just normal people living their dream down here at the market, and they want to interact with you. So please um, look Kim up when you come down here and support small business at work. Thanks, Kim, for coming on. Thank you for having me, Laurie. Good morning. All right, I'm going to play now. I'm going to play Kim Archer. Kim Archer, if you're ever in Seattle, she does one of the best live shows I have ever seen. And let me tell you, I've seen everybody. I have seen them all from, from the very top all the way to people praying in the street, which happens down here in Seattle every day. But, Kim Archer, if you are able to come to Seattle to, and see a live show, try to find Kim Archer. You can go to her website, kimarcher.com, and find out where she's playing. But she actually does an extreme – there are some artists who are fantastic live. Kim Archer is one of them. This is hers. Don't do it, and I'll be back in just a moment. Not the truth of 
Archer. She has a great band, the Kim Archer Band. You can find her here in Seattle. Just a fantastic, great, great, great live performer. So you can find out more about her at KimArcher.com. Now we're back with Chuck. Chuck is one of the very first people that I met down here at the market. He is extremely talented. He also is a videographer for the market. Uh, he has a lot of hats that he wears down here, and he makes jewelry. He does. In fact, I'm wearing one of his pieces right now. Um, he is just on top of just being really, really talented. He is a super, super nice, nice guy. If you come down here, you have to find Chuck. You have got to find Chuck. So. Thank you, Chuck, for coming on today. Thanks, Lori. So why don't you tell everybody about your business and how long you've been in business and what brought you down to the market? Well, uh, I call my business Charlie's Flying Fish. Um, I do a variety of products. I like to make mobiles. That's kind of my main thing that I enjoy making. Um, I do a line of jewelry that I use beach stones for and beach glass. And uh, I also dabble in photography, and I do my photos mounted on aluminum. Uh, I've been a vendor at the market since 2003, so I'm in my 10th year here. I did a year or two before that of other local markets around the area, but uh, that's kind of my backstory there. Online, um, I was just answering a question online for somebody in our chat room. We have an open chat room right now, so we had some questions going on right there. But um, what kind of changes have you seen in the market? You've, you've been down here a long time, 10 years. Um, you know, it's, it's when you're in the minutia of it, it's uh, hard to see a lot of the changes until you stop and look back. But, uh, um, big changes I see are our economy is different than when I started. It's a little bit tougher to, to pay the rent than it used to be. But, uh, um, I'm seeing, uh, within the craft line itself, uh, it seems like we're always trying to elevate the uh, quality of the products we're putting out there and the people that are coming in. Uh, I've seen a lot of that in the last few years, uh, especially. Kim was telling us that uh, she had a lady come through with a duck under her arm. What have, what, have, have you seen some strange things working at the market? Oh, man, you see it all down here. I'm... Uh, tough to recall any particular in instances, uh, but uh, we see every segment of society down here, um, and uh, some of it a little scary sometimes, but uh, for the most part, uh, it's it's really enjoyable. It's part of what I really enjoy about the market is uh, meeting all the different people that you get to meet. Um, one, uh, one day, I think it was this last spring, I had a student come through. And she asked me, well, what makes Seattle an international city? And, uh, and, and a little bit earlier in the day, I was, I was just thinking about how, um, how many different languages I had heard from 9.30 to 10.30 in the morning. Um, we have a lot of uh, uh, Hmong flower farmers here, so their language is just its really unique and interesting to listen to. And a couple walking by speaking German and then Spanish coming from the other side. And it is truly uh, an international destination. I think that's what really makes it special is we get to see such a huge cross-section of uh, not just uh, American society, but societies from around the globe. You know, that's that's really true. You get to see that, that everybody from all walks of life, um, you see old people, you see young people, you see little babies, you see and everything in between. Um, and it really is a, a nice cross-section of the world, really, at a crossroads coming through 
like market. Um, is there ever a, a language barrier trying to deal as as a business owner? You know, um, I really don't. I don't feel that there's a huge language barrier. I mean, definitely there can be some stumbling points. Uh, however, I find uh, most of our international guests, for the most part, do speak a little English. They know enough to do a little transacting and, and sort of ask what prices are and things like that. Um, so it can be a little tough at points sometimes. But I would say for the most part, people, it's commerce. And uh, everybody aware of the, around the planet does commerce. So there's uh, there's a little of... Uh, uh, I don't know how to put it, but that's that's common thread throughout society, basically. Well, the market cash is king normally, but um, do, do do most people take uh, debit cards or credit cards at the market, or or is it still kind of cash is king? Um, I would say that pretty much uh, all of us that are crafters at the market take credit cards, or one or two that maybe don't um, still. Um, the flower farmers down here, you'll find one or two that do take credit cards, but most are cash when it comes to those guys. Um, but I would I would say within the craft community, pretty much everybody can take a card in this day and age. There's, you know, the fact that uh, you can take a credit card on a cell phone now has totally changed all of that. It makes it so much easier to sign up. Fees are lower. That it's it's really a great advantage for a lot of us to do this. Does that help sales? Now that that you guys have the ability. To, to take credit cards? Uh, you know, it's interesting. When I started in 2003, I had I did not have a credit card machine yet, um, and they were quite expensive at that point in time, and it was definitely a jump to get into it. But my uh, at that point in time, you started in January, and it's a little tough to get, the, get yourself rolling in the middle of the winter down here. And, uh, boy, I tell you, it didn't take but about two or three lost sales to not having a credit card machine to make you go, well, I need to look into that and figure out how to do that. So it's definitely important. You can lose sales on it. Um, I find there's a lot of people in this day and age do want to like uh, be accommodating and do provide cash, but uh, it's definitely I think you lose a lot of business if you can't do the credit card thing. What is winter at the market like? I bet it's cold. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's cold. Um, it it's definitely slower than it is in the summertime. However, there is always some kind of convention going on. Um, people in town doing business, things like that. So even though it's slow, we can we can scrape by, uh, <laughs> you know. Um, and 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 the reality is, is winter in Seattle is not that awful. It gets cold here. It gets into the low 30s, sometimes down into the 20s. But most days when we're down here, we're riding in the 40s. So it's not completely unbearable. Yeah, someone told me the other day, well, you, you know it's summer in Seattle just because the rain's a little bit warmer. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, don't don't let people fool you. We get plenty of sunny days. Yeah. Well, we just went 31 days or something it, like it, that with, yeah. with no rain. In fact, they said it was going to rain today, but I, I don't see any rain. It, it might rain today. It might but, rain later. But it, it's, it's looking great. When, when, when you have friends and family come down, I, I, I know that they're probably fascinated that you're working at the market, and they want to know, where to go, what to eat, what to see, any tips that you have. What kind of insider information or tips would you tell someone coming to the market that they might miss, but, but you know that it's a really good thing to see, do, or eat? Oh, boy. You know, that's a that's a tough one because there is so much to see and do and eat down here. Um, 
from the eating standpoint, there are so many great little places that are kind of tucked back in behind down here at the market in Post Alley, spots like that. I love like Kells is a great spot to go get some traditional Irish grub. Um, there's lots of great little uh, places. Uh, boy, I'm trying to think of uh, some of my favorites that are back in there. We got a new uh, uh, Mexican uh, food place that does a great little plate of tacos uh, back in behind Jack's fish spot there. Um, other locations, I mean, there's there's lots of neat stuff to see here at the market. Um, and I, of course, would also recommend coming down to uh, Mercedes' unique little location here where we're doing this because this is it, it's totally cool. It's kind of tucked down in an odd little corner down here, and she does a great cup of coffee. So would definitely recommend that to a friend. Yeah, I want to tell people how to get to um, Ghost Espresso down here. So if if you are by the Pike Place fish guys, the guys who throw the fish, and then there's Rachel the pig, there's a big statue. And, and, and someone was just asking me the other day, why are there so many pigs? Well, it's the mascot of the market, and so you'll see people having their picture taken. But anyway, so Rachel the pig, and then there's some stairs that go right that they go down. And you take those stairs down, and right there you're going to see um, – uh, Mercedes Place, which is Ghost Alley Expresso. It's, a, it's almost shaped like an L, so you go in and then it kind of goes back. But she has food. We were talking about this in the last hour. Um, just clip bars for those of you who want to eat healthy. Um, but we did hear that Pike Market is a calorie-free zone, so your calories don't count. At I like Market. that idea. Boy, I like <laughs> the idea of calorie-free. <laughs> <laughs> And she helps. She sells coffee, and she has all kinds of books, really great books, uh, tour guides here, and then she does tours. Um, here, we're going to talk to her about that when she comes on. But I can see down there at the gum wall, there's people down there taking pictures and probably sticking gum on the gum wall. And um, the beautiful picture of Post Valley just from here. You, you can sit in her shop and look out the window, and you can see up to uh, – uh, the main street, and then you can see down Post Valley, and you can just see everybody walking around. Definitely, just a great place to come and kind of be out of the the uh, craziness. Well, yeah, the hubbub. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> but actually be behind the window and get to watch it all. She has a great location here. Yeah. So, um, do you have a website check? I do. Um, it is uh, uh, www.charles com. S-A-U-L, so Charles with an S at the end and then S-A-U-L, double S in the middle. All right, we got to have to have to have to check out um, uh, charlessall.com, and, and if you're down here, you have to go see Chuck because he is just an amazingly nice person. Have your picture taken with him, <laughs> tweeted to us uh, by buy from support local business. This is local business at work down here, braving the elements and coming down here every day. We talked about this earlier, tearing down, setting up every single day. Oh, it's day. a lot of work. It is a lot of work. Um, you know, it's something that, like, if somebody would have told me I was going to set up and tear down an entire business every day back when I was in my 20s, I would have told them they were crazy. <laughs> well, I'm sure you have a system down now. Oh, yeah. No, it's uh, you, you become efficient at it. You definitely have a way that you approach your, you know, the, the funny thing is, is when you get a day where it's fairly busy, we have an ebb and a flow to where we set up at based on how many farmers are here. And uh, when you get stuck in a spot that you're not used to uh, and all of a sudden having to figure out where everything's going to go can be a, a bit tricky. It makes, makes it makes it interesting. 
Well, that's a great thing. Chuck, Chuck and I were just looking out the window, and some guy was, you know, he has his luggage, and he's going up this really steep incline. But, you know, he's he's pretty much got it down, and he's smoking a cigarette, and he's, you know, pulling his luggage around. And, and he's matched. That's what I like. I mean, he's all in red. Like, his luggage is red, his coat's red, his pants are red. Everything's red. So he's very, very color-coordinated. And uh, he looks like he knows where he's going and what he's doing. Don't worry about him at all. All right, Chuck, thanks for coming on. I really, really appreciate it. I'll be seeing you, and probably as soon as we're off the air today, I'm going to come by and, and, and visit your your small business at work. Awesome, Lori. I uh, really appreciate what you guys are doing with us. Uh, it's uh, great, and I uh, really appreciate all your uh, shout-outs you've given us. It's uh, it's a lot of fun. Um, I'm thrilled to be able to, to do this today. It was really fun. I've been looking forward to it ever since we arranged it, what, about a month ago or something. I've been really looking forward to it. So um, the pleasure is absolutely all mine because I just I, I love the market. I love the people down here. And, and but when you guys come down and you start meeting these people, you will really love the market, too, because it just really enhances that experience when you get to know the artists and, and the people working down here. It really takes it from being this kind of mind-boggling, huge place to a very intimate, fun, social, friendly place. And, and that's what we're trying to do today is is, uh, is uh, give you some tips so that you can have that experience because people want you to have that experience down here, and that experience is attainable. Um, it, it happened to me, and so it, it can definitely happen to you as well. So come down and enjoy the market. Thanks, Chuck, again for coming on. Thank you, Lori. All right, so um, we're going to bring on Mercedes next. She's the one who gave us this space today so that we could bring this show to you. And, again, we're going to talk about uh, her, her dad used to be the market mayor. Did you even know that there was a, a, a mayor of Pike Market? Well, guess what? There is. So we're going to bring Mercedes on in just a minute. We're going to talk about her business and what goes on. I bet she sees a bunch of things down here, too, in this alley. And I'm going to play uh, Idaho from Lo-Fi, another uh, local and we'll be right back.
And to tell you the truth, a lot of people are wondering uh, who's going to be the next mayor, who he's going to give the title to. Um, and uh, it's fun. It's a, it's a part of this community. Everybody kind of becomes iconic around here in a way. You have these characters that pop up and become a part of the market. You heard some of them in your interview. <laughs> it really is. A lot of the people, you, you hit the nail on the head with that, have become iconic. You know, um, Billy King, I love Billy's work. He he does a lot of art down here at the market. One day I'm going to own some of Billy's work. Um, not today, but another day because he's pretty famous now and it's um, kind of expensive. But he does really great work and you can go in his shop and a lot of times he's in there working and, and you can just see him. But he does really vibrant color work um, of depicting life down here at the market. Um, so then you followed and just started, you just kept with the tradition being down here at the market, and now you're a business owner. My, Well, I went from being a child of the market and growing up around my parents' shop, working there in high school. Then I ended up living in the market. There's over 400 people that live here in one of the apartments. I have this huge, like, 1,400-square-foot studio built it into two bedrooms. It was like $600 a month in the late 90s. That's all changed. You can still get a really good uh, price on an apartment in the market. There is great housing here. It's also low-income and senior. So it's a diverse community. And then I worked for the Merchants Association. I worked for the PDA, which manages the market, worked at the restaurants. And no matter what I did, I, I just couldn't get away from here. I worked at Channel 9 for quite a long time. Um, and that, even that was connected to the market. So I started a, a ghost tour of Pike Place Market in 2004, where my father used to tell ghost stories on Halloween nights with a few other people here at the market. And uh, I thought it could be a business. Little did I know there was going to be all this paranormal programming and there would be this interest in this stuff. I thought I thought it was a way of sharing those iconic people and sharing the community and sharing, like, an oral tradition uh, what it became was now a business that operates year-round. And last year we had the opportunity of opening this space, and we decided to do an espresso shop. That's just another passion for me. So we serve espresso all day long, and then at night there's a crew that tells ghost stories, and we walk around the market sharing those stories. Oh, that's amazing, and I definitely want to do that tour because I would love to hear those stories. So um, tonight, you know, you guys have something going on. You're having free coffee to celebrate your one-year anniversary, I think. Was it four to nine or something like that? Um, and then uh, I think there's some more things going on. But what time did the, the, the tours start, and, and do you do them every day? The tours are every day, uh, usually starting at five minutes. Seven, and then through most of the week, there's also a nine o'clock, with the exception of uh, Sundays, Mondays, and Tuesdays. We just those, on those days we just do the five and seven. But through the weekend, we have multiple tours: um, five, seven, and nine always on Friday and Saturday night. And then we also have six and seven thirty, and we have an eight o'clock tour that's adult theme that's about First Avenue in the 1970s. And our, our tours are definitely walking tours. They're historical walking tours. But they're about subjects that uh, really get people talking together, too. So we, we try to create an atmosphere where we're all engaged, we're on an adventure, 
um, and we're kind of seeing the area in a very different way. And at night, you can see the architecture. It's gorgeous around here. Are places really haunted? I I believe so, but I that, again, is something um, it's up to you to decide that. Mm -hmm. That's part of the participation is we won't impose our beliefs on you. We want to hear what you you get, you know, out of it. Well, that's cool. I am definitely going to do that pretty soon because that just sounds really fun. The, um, going back to the market department, um, do you have to be uh, working down at the market to get on that list for a market apartment? Not at all, no. The apartments here, they're, and they're numerous. They are, um, there's some right above us right now. They're main, mainly senior housing. There's some fully assisted senior housing. But then there's buildings like the sanitary and the steward um, that have apartments that anybody can rent. And you just need to call the market to find out what's available. But remember, you have to deal with tourists and parking. So there is some drawbacks to that. But then but then you get to experience all of this as well. Um, but, yeah, it's just kind of a, a give and take on that. But the market also does a lot of giving back as well. The market is really active in um, philanthropy type of things and um, nonprofits and, and and helping the community out a lot. I'm sure your father had a lot to do with that as well. No, not necessarily. My father was a man of commerce. He was always trying to support the merchants. But there is an aspect of the market that part of its charter and uh, part of the historical district was that the market does support social services, and the branch that does that is the Market Foundation. They're a nonprofit. They, they help distribute monies raised to the child care, the senior center, housing. We have the largest food bank in downtown Seattle in our parking garage, and uh, all of these things help create the diversity in this community. If you think about it, the, the real market is meant to serve all income classes and all people, and it's a meeting place. So you have these waves, these seasons. Like you do have the tourist season, definitely. But this year we're seeing a ton of locals come during that time as well. We have the farm season. But as through the winter, we also have the residential community. You'll see them more in the summer, I think. At least when I lived here, I kind of retreated rather than engaged because it was overwhelming. But um, this is a community that supports all people, and that's on purpose. Helps if I unmute my mic. Um, and, and you can see that because here in the market, there's everybody, the richest of the rich come in, you know, and then you have and you have the poorest of the poor, and they're all kind of intermingling together. Um, somebody was telling me about a, um, a guy who came in and bought some stuff at their booth, and he pointed out to the sound, and there's, he said he lived on that huge yacht that was out there. You know, he pointed, he's like, oh, you, you, you can see my boat or something from here. And he points to it, and it's like this huge, practically cruise ship, except for it's a private thing. And he was you know, buying, you know, pot holders and different things, you know. So um, it's, you, you get everybody in here. Because you had such a long history with the market, you and your family, people have to ask you for tips. And they have to say, like, what's your favorite thing? Or, or what, what would, would you tell people that they might not know to do when they come down here or see? Or, um, so there's, there's probably things that a lot of people miss, I bet. Oh, so if, if I – 
If someone were to ask me what is the perfect market visit, I would say rent a room at the end of the market. Do it for two nights, possibly even three nights, with a sweeping view of the town. Get a bottle of champagne from De Laurentiis and just keep it in your room you know, so you can have it later in the evening. Wake up at 6 a.m., go down to Le Panier and get a pastry and watch the fish market set up. Watch the flower vendors come in. That is stunning to see all these pots huge buckets of flowers being put out and then um, just witness it open but don't don't necessarily think of yourself as a tourist at that time just kind of observe it and then become the tourist around 11 once everything's set up walk through and talk to people engage people everyone here is owner operated and if they're not they're just one step removed they're a family member or an agent these are people that have really worked hard to craft their goods and their wares, and they're very proud of what they do. So engage them and ask them about what they do. It's, um, that's one of the things that I think people don't realize is just how much the person behind that table has invested in what they've created and how long it's taken them to figure it out and perfect it, especially on the craft line. These are artisans, world-class artisans. And then at night, Go for the transition. Go at 5, find a happy hour at El Bistro or the Can-Can, have a drink, and then walk through again. That change of light, look at the architecture, look at the light bulb, look at the floors. Fish market's closing down. And the 7, eat at Plastigal. <laughs> That's what I would recommend. Or check out Radiator, Radiator Whiskey. Yep, That's one of the newest ones. And by 8.30, you're on your roof at Into the Market drinking your champagne and watching the sunset in August. That really is the perfect. I love to stay at the end of the market, and I love to get up and come down here, just like you said, and watch the market wake up. It's really magical when that happens. And um, get your coffee, get your croissant, walk around. And there's there's a rhythm that, that, that you see. The flowers are being delivered. The fish guys are working on the fish for the day. The crafters are, are, are gathering to kind of start setting up. There's a magic that's going on. Everyone's real happy and hopeful and um full of anticipation of the day and it's not crowded and you can just really people are running you know they run down here they ride their bicycles and um but there's there's a whole like you said there's, it's a different experience when you come in at that time and i haven't um really done the five o'clock thing but then i'm going to that's a really good idea to do on that last night we ate at um Mama's Mexican. Have you eaten there? Oh, oh my gosh, I love that place. Oh my gosh, we ate in the Jimi Hendrix confessional booth. So you got to ask by the Jimi Hendrix confessional booth if there's only two of you. That's just there's no word. Um, but it's it's fantastic. But they have really great food. It's not it's not expensive, and it's really great great Mexican food. It's on second near the Crocodile. So again, back to the music in Seattle. You'd be going to the Crocodile to hear music. You could eat at Mama's as well. But Everything Mercedes said about being down here at Pike Market and the end of the market, there's not a better place to stay with a view. I mean, you have sweeping views of the sound. You can watch a ferry come in. Uh, you can see the Ferris wheel. You can watch the market at work while you're sitting up there on the deck. And uh, uh, Troy, the the, uh, um, the market uh, innkeeper, I guess, is a very, very nice person as well, and he's uh, – um, very in touch with what's going down in, on the market, and then he can also give you some tips as well. Very, very nice people at in at the market. Um, 
and uh, then all these other things that Mercedes said. Definitely want to keep up with all of that. Now, you have all kinds of tour books. Let's talk about your shop a little bit because you have all these great books, haunted tours of the Pacific Northwest, Spooky Washington, um, Ghosts of Seattle. Uh, there's an inside tour of the market. We have all kinds of great books for people. that They really need to take advantage of these things. They're, they're for sale. You have to buy them. <laughs> we do have a few books that you can sit here and look through as well. We have uh, this is a book that has historic photos of Seattle, of the market, and I've written notes for each photo so people can get an espresso and look through that and learn about the area. We have a scrapbook that my friend Lori made me of the tours. She's been coming to the tours for probably four years now. So we, we have these people that they're like our groupies, and she's an artist, and she made the scrapbook. So you can look through that and see the evolution of the business. And then the actual tours, most of them are signed by the authors. Uh, I think four of them are. And we sell maybe six or seven books in total, but they're all about the history in Seattle and the Northwest, and they are about the haunted history. It's true. I wrote one of them. I wrote about the ghost stories in the market. And um, we often have authors that come and sign the books on site. We'll do a little event here. And you're welcome to have a coffee and then just leaf through these things and look at what we have. Well, you also have a really great vantage point from here because you have this big window. You can sit up um, and with your coffee or you also sell, you know, uh, some food items to eat. And you can look down the gum wall. You can look down Post Valley. You can look up the street. You can see. And you you're watching it all unfold, but you're kind of behind the glass, so you uh, can really people watch. It's a great place to people watch because everyone's coming down to look at that dumb wall. I imagine. <laughs> we're, on, we're only 147 square feet, so we have uh, four chairs inside, but we have six chairs outside <laughs> and little tables. But it's an intimate place. We're open late in the evening, so if you have a date, this is a great spot. And we're a true espresso bar, so we try to work on espresso shots. So we have two different roasters that we work with, and we um, do specialty drinks like affogados with ice cream. We'll do bonbons with condensed milk. Mm -hmm. uh, we do Italian macchiatos. We try to really get those right. And um, all of our shots are full of espresso. When we're learning more every day about coffee and espresso because we've had the as tour guys we've had to adopt a whole other personality <laughs> but we can do it we're good <laughs> well definitely you know you definitely want to come down here and take advantage because you're a wealth of knowledge so if people find you they really find the key to the market because you can point them in any direction you can tell them where's a good place to eat what to see where the crafters are what's going on i mean if, if anyone's going to know it's going to be you you are the person to find i need to add you to our scavenger hunt because we do the scavenger hunt um, when listeners uh, they'll um, get a hold of me and then say we're going to go to the market and then I give them people to find oh, and cool. then they take their picture and uh, and then tweet it out to me when they find that crafter and that that artist That's and uh, so it kind of engages them. So I'm going to have to add you to that list so they can come down here and get their coffee with you and see you and then take a picture and then we'll put it on the website or or tweet it out. But oh, I have someone. Yeah, Mercedes has a customer. She opened up early, so I'll go ahead and let you go, Mercedes. Thank you very much. 
um, Mercedes opened early so that we could uh, uh, do the show from here today. So it's been just so much information down here. There's so much going on. It's just a, such a fantastic place to experience with by yourself or with your family. In fact, there's a family right now. I see two little children and a mom and a dad and uh, some other people down at the gum wall taking pictures, sticking gum on the wall. Um, it's kind of a gross thing, all the gum on the wall, but it has its own Facebook page and people come from all over the world to take their picture in front of the gum wall and it's really become uh, a big uh, iconic symbol here down at um, Ike Place Market. And the past, just right past the gum wall, it's beautiful Post Valley, and there's flowers hanging, and there's shops, and uh, it's just a, just very, very magical. So we're going to leave you with that today, and I hope that you were able to get a better look at the inside of Ike Market and how it works, and, and that you can come and engage with the crafters and the artists yourself and not be afraid to talk with them and take your picture and buy from them and get to know them and get to know the market. And you had some really great advice today on, on what to see and what to do and to take your time and just really uh, have fun with, with the market. So I guess it, it would just be appropriate to go out with Science Seattle song would be the best thing to go out with. And so this is Science. They're on tour right now, and they are actually having a really great tour. Their tour has just been extended. Uh, so we're going to go and leave you today with the Seattle song and encourage everybody to get down here to Pike Market and support local business at work. Thanks for joining us. And follow us again on northwestprime.com and Seattle Wave Radio 24-7, 365. They have really great interviews on Seattle Wave Radio, not just not just my interviews, although my interviews are pretty darn good, but um, they have all kinds of people doing great things, interviewing musicians and artists, um, not only in the Seattle area, but around the world, and bringing that to you. And you can always find those on, in the archives um, available anytime on seattlewaveradio.net. And then you can keep up with me on northwestprime.com, and we'll be back uh, Monday. I'm going to be, we'll, we'll be live Saturday. We have a lot going on on our Saturday at noon show. And then Dave Red from Tesla is going to be on Monday. So you'll definitely want to be around. He has a brand new album out. He's touring with Tesla right now. And he's going to call in from the tour where his, his album is fantastic. So we're going to play that album on Monday. So have a great day, and we'll meet you down at the market. Yeah.
Weirdest place you've gotten lucky. Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.